Today in Business from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Lyft aspired to kill car ownership. Now it aims to profit from it. The company once claimed that ride-hail services and robo-taxis would make personal cars obsolete. Mounting losses have prompted a rethink by Ariane Marshall. Lyft customers know it as the bright pink app to tap when you need a car ride or to rent a bike or scooter. It recently announced it wants to be the place to go to care for your own car. Lyft's app will offer a way to find and reserve parking in 16 cities, summon roadside assistance, and schedule vehicle maintenance. Adding those new services is a small step for an app, but part of a bigger shift in ride-hailing, as Lyft and its larger competitor Uber search for a way to finally generate a profit. Some visions they once espoused for the future have been tweaked, if not left on the side of the road. Lyft once pushed for an end to personal car ownership. Now it's betting it will continue and even provide a new source of revenue. Some 75% of its users own a car. We're meeting our riders and customers where they are, says Jody Kelman, the company's head of fleet. Here's how far Lyft has come. In 2016, co-founder John Zimmer posted a kind of cri de care on Medium about the then four-year-old startup's mission called the Third Transportation Revolution. Zimmer admitted, yes, he loves cars, and has since he was a kid. But during an urban planning course in college, he realized that U.S. cities have been dominated by the car, and not in a good way. Next time you go outside, he wrote, look at how much land is devoted to cars and nothing else. Empty and underused vehicles fill parking lots and lanes, leaving bikes and scooters and pedestrians crowded onto sidewalks. America is running a failing transportation business, he concluded, and Lyft was going to turn it around. Lyft's primary tool in bringing about that revolution was supposed to be autonomous vehicles. Zimmer predicted then that robo-taxis would account for the majority of Lyft rides in the middle of the next decade. That's two years from now. He reckoned that between conventional Lyft rides and autonomous ones, private car ownership would all but end in major U.S. cities by 2025. Even as Lyft and Uber operated in the gray areas of government transportation regulations, they both promised to remake city dwellers' relationships with transportation and the built environment. The city without private cars, Zimmer wrote, could be rebuilt with wider sidewalks and parks in place of parking lots. But growing up can be painful. Over the next few years, Lyft and Uber have had to come to grips with 
well, the transportation business. It turns out that it's very hard to make money off rides. Neither has yet posted a true profit. Lyft's share price has dropped more than 80% since it went public in 2019. This month, the company laid off 13% of its workforce, citing economic headwinds. Uber's dash for diversification has involved investing in food and grocery delivery. Lyft is trying to find its own ways to keep riders glued to its app. The rollout of car services, in partnership with Spot Hero for Parking, roadside assistance provider Ajero, and Goodyear service centers, is part of a revamp of its Lyft Pink subscription program. For $9.99 a month, it gives users discounts on rides, priority pickups, a handful of free bike and scooter trips, and now four free roadside services per year, and a 15% break on car maintenance services. Lyft declined to share how many people subscribe to Lyft Pink. The wider transportation tech landscape looks different, too. Automakers express skepticism about the short-term viability of robo-taxi technology. Uber sold off its self-driving tech unit in 2020, and a few months later, Lyft did the same. A partnership with the autonomous vehicle technology company Motional means that some prototype self-driving vehicles appear in the Lyft app in Las Vegas. Lyft recently announced that the same robo-taxi would be available in Los Angeles in the coming years. But overall, autonomous vehicle development appears to have stalled, and Zimmer no longer stands by his prediction that robo-taxis would provide a majority of Lyft rides not long from now. In October, he told a tech conference that he didn't think Lyft would replace human drivers with robot ones any time in the next decade plus. Now Lyft has flipped from aiming to kill off personal cars to getting into the business of helping owners maintain them, and there's some logic to switching teams. The number of personal cars in the dense cities where Lyft is most popular has actually increased in the past decade. In places where public transit is a viable way to get around, the pandemic made this even worse, as fears of the virus pushed people who could afford it off trains and buses and into car dealerships. The summer of 2020 saw 18% more new car registrations in New York City than the same period the year before. What I've realized is the opportunity is around reducing personal car ownership, rather than eliminating it, says Kelman Lyft's fleet chief. Maybe a household can function with one car rather than two. The way she tells it, Lyft has literally grown up. Our founders have moved into the family stage of life while we have been running this company, she says. When we've looked at how to continue to evolve to support our riders in improving their lives with the world's best transportation, we kind of have to say, we'd like to be here for you when you've got two kids and you need to park downtown for a doctor's appointment. Kelman says Lyft still wants to change the world, but its vision now looks a bit more like the status quo. The company once dreamed of helping to destroy parking lots. Now you can reserve a spot through its app. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.